I'm Amir Siddiqui, and I'm a partner in, in the London office of Simmons & Simmons, focusing on asset-backed finance and securitization. I'm here with my colleague, Ollie Ward, uh, who's a senior knowledge lawyer in our team, and we would like to update you on the Edinburgh reforms that were published on the 9th of December last year. The Edinburgh reforms are part of the government's proposal to reinvigorate the UK financial services sector and make them more competitive. The reason we refer to them as the Edinburgh reforms is because they were announced by Jeremy Hunt in Edinburgh as part of an industry roundtable discussion. Colloquially, we also refer to them as the Big Bang 2.0. Of course, they are Big Bang because there's a significant set of reforms coming through. We're quite excited about them because they're likely to make the UK financial services regime more nimble, more dynamic, more capable of reacting to changes in the market. And Ollie will take you through some of the details in a few, few, few seconds. But two key things to mention. First, there's a significant degree of consistency between the UK and EU regimes, in particular the securitization regimes, because EU law was onshored into the UK as part of Brexit. But that is, of course, likely to change because of the new proposals. And the second is that the government has expressed an intention to implement the new rules in 2023. But there's still a lot of wood to chop. There's lots of things to consult on, lots of things to think through. So our expectation is that we should see the new rules come in towards the end of 2023 at the earliest. So as you as you mentioned, the, the UK government has quite some time in thinking about how to regulate the, the UK financial services sector post-Brexit now that it has the flexibility to move away from the inherited EU regime. Um, so the Edinburgh reforms are the latest stage of that process and they build on the earlier future regulatory, uh, regulatory framework initiative and the financial services markets bill that's expected to receive royal assent in the next few months. So the reforms themselves are a package of about 30 different proposals that will reform quite a wide range of financial services regulation, of which securitization is only one. And the main reason that people have, caught, uh, have been looking at this is because the reforms represent the most significant step the UK has taken towards diverging from the EU um, regimes. The other reason is the breadth of the overall package. In a securitization context, the proposals for reform are set out in an illustrative statutory instrument called the Securitization Regulations 2023, which is accompanied by a policy note that explains the government's objectives. So the statutory instrument really does three things. Firstly, it sets the scope of the new UK regime, given the UK securitization regulation will be repealed. And one way it does that is by designating certain uh, activities as designated activities for the purposes of FISMA. So, for example, acting as an originator in relation to securitization will be a designated activity. Secondly, it gives the regulators, principally the FCA and the PRA, the power to create substantive rules that will apply to market, market participants through their, uh, through their rule books. And that will include most of the risk retention, disclosure and um, due diligence rules that we're used to seeing. And finally, the statutory instrument would also include a range of other bits and pieces, provisions that need to be included in legislation rather than in the regulated rule books. Um, so, for example, the regime for authorising um, securitization repositories and third party verifiers for STS transactions will be set out in the statutory instrument, principally because it involves um, giving um, powers to the FCA. So I think the, the key thing to note, though, for many of us is that 
the substantive rules that will apply to market participants will actually be set out in the regulator rule books, which we haven't yet seen. We expect the regulators to consult on drafts of those rule books in the near future. Um, the content of those rules we're expecting to be consistent with the existing regime, but the government has reiterated that there will be some substantive changes to the, the rules we have at present. And those will be uh, the sorts of changes that we've seen in the Treasury's Article 46 report that was published in December 2021. So there will be some, some interesting changes to look forward to, and we'll see some further details on that quite soon. And of course, the natural question is, so what does this all mean for us? Um, some of the initial reactions we have on the practical implications of the proposed reforms. One, originators, sponsors, risk retention entities who have alighted on their preferred um, uh, approach on dual compliance will likely want to revisit that and dual compliance undertakings will come back into the spotlight. The second is reporting templates are likely to differ. Uh, services, reporting entities, securitization repositories will need to get comfortable with and get up to speed with the differences in the two sets of templates um, and likely produce both sets or one of them or a combined set, depending on the preferred approach that they decide to take on uh, dual compliance or single compliance. A risk retention memoranda, where analysis on the two regimes is typically set out and confirmed for the benefit of sponsors and originators, will need to be revisited. Uh, and related to that, the securization compliance undertakings in transaction documents and in, in, in undertaking letters will also need to be revisited. But on the whole, we feel that the new regime is promising to be more adaptable, more nimble, and that can only be a good thing because we have learned through experience that some of the inflexibilities as a result of the level one text in the European regime have caused some difficulties for some of the participants in the market. And that that flexibility is likely to be quite a positive development for all of us. So with that, thank you for listening and uh, see you next time.